Eric Francis Show, brought to you by Horse Racing Alberta on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Good afternoon. Welcome. Hope you had a great summer. I hate that phrase because it, it suggests the summer's over. It's supposed to be 29 degrees tomorrow. It doesn't feel right to say the summer's over, but my kids are back in school. The cottage is closed up. Summer's over. Hate to say it. The weather will continue, hopefully, for the next little while, though there is a blip coming, I think, on Thursday. But an amazing summer for the Calgary Flames, and who would have thought the word exciting would have been entered into our lexicon as we talk about the season ahead. After we lost, after we saw the Calgary Flames lose Johnny Gaudreau, after Matthew Kachuk informed them he was not coming back and he was on the trade block, it sure didn't look good then. I wonder how many people tried to cancel their season tickets in that little window. And those who may have tried to do that, how many of them called back a week later and said, uh, about those tickets, can I have them back and maybe an extra two? It's going to be intriguing. It's going to be interesting. And uh, we'll be here every Monday to talk about it here on the Eric Francis Show. It's brought to you by Horse Racing Alberta, just like it was last year. And it will be uh, every Monday. From 2 till 3, last year we were at noon. This year from 2 till 3, every single Monday. This is a bonus because we've got Daryl Sutter lined up. He will be joining us in just under half an hour. At the bottom of the hour, Daryl Sutter will be joining us. He has not spoken on terrestrial radio about all the changes that have happened uh, this summer. So I'm fascinated to pick his brain. Uh, I've been meaning to touch base with him for a while, and I thought I would do it while everybody in the city is listening. So... Thank you for joining us. You'll be treated to that in uh, a little while. Before that, we have Ryan Leslie. And uh, together, him and I do the broadcast for, the, uh, for all the regional Flames games. We'll do that again this year. And uh, we have questions. We have questions. You have questions. And uh, we're going to hope to try and get a bunch of them answered by Daryl Sutter today. But, uh, of course, over the next uh, three, four weeks, we're going to have a lot of things answered. Um, the fan feedback line is open, so if you have questions, feel free to fire them out to me. Uh, 960-960 is the uh, feedback line. Uh, the two guests will, like I said, I have a lot of questions written down here. And uh, one of the things that I want to talk about is leadership, culture. You know, how is that going to change? Will it change? So many different questions. Uh, you know, out there for people to answer. Let's start with Ryan Leslie. Ryan, are you there, my friend? I've got some questions for you. Uh oh. Anyhow, how are you? I'm good, my man. Uh, you had a good summer, I trust. Amazing summer. A little bit of uh, the Great Lakes, a little bit of the uh, Okanagan, a little bit of uh, the Atlantic Ocean, and even a little bit of uh, the interior, a little Invermere. So wonderful. How about you? Ah, that a boy. Yeah, I had a great, great summer. Great summer. Went over to Europe for a while and then spent the rest of the cottage up at Sylvan Lake. And uh, now we're back and uh, looking forward. Timelines, I think I should get everybody up to speed. Next Wednesday is the Calgary Flames Golf Tournament. Uh, yes. A couple, days after, a couple days after that, the kids head to Penticton for the, uh, the rookie camp or the uh, prospects tournament. And then a couple days after that, the main camp starts, and the first preseason game, if you're a season ticket holder or a curious observer, Sunday, the 25th of September, right here at the Saddle Dome against Vancouver. 
Ryan, I'll ask you, when you when we head into this season, and we have a lot of questions that will be asked of this coach and mm-hmm. the players over the next little while, but what what really piques your interest? What What are you curious about as the Calgary Flames head into camp? Well, I want to see, I, I think when you lose two major, and we'll call Sean Monaghan a third as well, because let's be realistic and, and be fair. He was just as much a face for a number of, the, of years of this uh, this core as any. So Kachuk, Monaghan, and Gaudreau all gone. And that is a major shakeup. And I don't think I'm saying anything that uh, is new to anybody. But when you say goodbye to those three and hello to three key new pieces in Kadri, Uyghur, and Uberdo, I mean, this is about identity. This is about a culture shift. And this is about playing in a system for a coach who demands excellence. I want to see how those three handle their new coach, you know, a month in, what that's like when you get a chance to chat with them, you know, privately and you sort of get a sense of how it's going. And Because he's, you know, he is unique and he is successful and he demands a lot of you. Um, and to see how those three fit in and what this culture and identity and leadership group suddenly now looks like is whose team is this i don't know as though you need to have one you know one individual but uh certainly when you've got enough personalities and enough talent and enough those have been here for a while i'm kind of curious to see how it all shakes down under the system and you know you've, you've got a lot of pieces and you've got a group that on paper i believe is better than they were a year ago We'll see if that comes to fruition. Captain, you know, it's funny. We've already had a couple yeah. questions on the feedback line. Like, I'm, I'm going to ask Daryl Sutter if he thinks it's important to have a captain. Will he name a captain this year? Does he have someone in mind? You know, I'm not sure he's going to, uh, you know, show him his cards. But, you know, you lost a couple assistant captains in, in Kachuk and, and Monaghan. Do you think they'll name a captain? And if so, who do you think it could or should be? I don't know if I don't know if they will. There's a part of me that you know. I think internally there's been a discussion about a guy uh, like Chris Tanev, and understandably so. It's going to get out of the wind here. Sorry, um, but I don't know as though that he. I don't know if that's a natural fit for him. Not to suggest that he isn't captain or leadership material, but does he need and want the daily grind of having to? get trotted out in front of us and others and and have to answer to this again not that he's ever ducked it not that it wouldn't be a natural fit but I just wonder for him if that's something he is ready or willing to take on he's got to get himself rehabilitated and get back up and running full speed and uh, I don't know if they need a captain they didn't last year and it worked for the most part Um, yeah and I don't know as though one organically presented itself um, again, I think they had a good core, a good nucleus of leadership. Um, I think they do again, and I can't help but wonder going forward if there is a, a natural fit this year or is it maybe something you have, uh, again, organically grow next year. Could could one of the new guys, I mean, that, that's a tall task to bring in a guy like either yeah. Huberto or, or I think more to the point, the guy I'm thinking about is Kadri. I think that would mm-hmm. take time, wouldn't it, for them to decide yeah. that he could be captain material? Yeah, I, I don't think you can. Again, not to suggest that they aren't captain material, uh, but you just can't drop in and say, okay, boys, jump on board. I've got to, you know, I just won. I'm going to lead you. No, I just don't think that's a natural way to go on the human 
dynamic of everything. I just don't think it, it works that way internally. And uh, I think there's a number of willing candidates there. It may shake itself out sooner rather than later, but today as we sit here, I don't think that that's uh, something that'll happen. Again, I on this one, com- could be completely wrong, Eric. I just, I don't see the the no-brainer here. Do you? No, and that, that's been my point the last last year for sure. You know, there was no way in my mind you could name a captain last year because to me, it's got to be obvious. Uh, mm-hmm. Not that we are privy to everything that's happening uh, behind the room, behind the scenes. But, you know, I, I just think it's got to be very obvious to most people and talking to people mm-hmm. in the organization, you'd get three different answers. If you had to, if you I put a gun to the guy's head and said, you've got to pick a captain. So I, I think, you know, you've just got to let it grow organically. Those are the kind of the words that Brad Trilliving used last year. And I think that, that will, that growth will continue as this season started. Now don't, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if, if they decided they really wanted a captain and they wanted to do it a couple months in. I could see a guy like Kadri yeah. maybe getting it, but but he'd have to at least spend a couple months assimilating with the group and showing that he's leadership material. I think we both know he's leadership material, but I, I that's a lot to put on a guy. You got to feel out the situation, and I think what you said earlier is, is bang on. It served them just it served them well last year not having a captain. Yeah. You know, I joke with people. I joke with people a lot that the captain is the is the coach. <laughs> he's the leader of this team. Uh, and and I'm, I'm half joking, but at the end of the day, uh, it's okay to go against conventional wisdom and not have a captain, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. And I don't think it was a distraction last year. I, uh, no. I really don't. I don't think it was a factor at all. I mean, it was a conversation point for sure, but it wasn't a negative one. And I don't know as though Daryl, I mean, it'd be curious to see if he uh, goes either way on that topic with you later. But, and I would imagine if, you know, what he may say publicly could differ from what he says privately. I don't know that, but I just know that, um, it wasn't a distraction. Uh, I'm sure they'd like to have one. I don't know as though Daryl absolutely needs one until it presents itself. I know he knows the, uh, you know, the benefits of it for sure. Uh, but he, he was able to, to you know, address that through his core leadership group, and and it wasn't a thing. And you know, until one presents itself, I wonder if we just kind of sit and kind of go with it until it happens. And I'm kind of with you. I mean, the one thing about uh, the cadre, the detractors will say, oh, you know, suspensions and this kind of thing, and He's got to mature, and you wonder. I believe he fully has, and you know that's some of the conversations he's had with Tre Living. That this is a thing that uh, is in the past, and and would leader, you know, wearing a letter uh, help him even more in that regard, uh, become more of uh, that clear-cut leader. So I wonder if that's a thing down the road. But uh, right now, we'll wait and see uh, if they go that road. And it would surprise me if they if they did get someone a C right away. Yeah, yeah, me too. We're talking to Ryan Leslie, uh, Calgary Flames host on Sportsnet, and uh, it's the Eric Francis Show. We'll do this every Monday all season long. This is a bonus Tuesday edition coming up the long weekend. And I'm going to throw this at you, and I don't know if it's really something that many people talk about, but I'm curious your reaction. Did Johnny Gaudreau make a mistake? Yeah, I think he did, Eric. Um, You know, it it may sound like the right decision for he and his wife um, to go there uh, to Columbus now and, you know, start and be close, but not too close. And there's nothing wrong with that, certainly. But I think he made a mistake in the way it all went down in the 11th hour. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of talk about it swirling around about, you know, 
you know how close they were, and they were close. They they had they thought they were going to get it done, and it was in the eleventh hour, eleven and a half hours, and it uh, it was a bit of a, an about face. And I think he made a mistake in terms of legacy and a chance to win. I don't ever um, criticize anybody for wanting to play close at home or in a destination they want to be in for whatever their reasons, be it taxes, be it chance to win, be it close to home, whatever. No problem. But I just think he made a mistake in terms of legacy, chance to win. And when you're this close, you want to finish it off. And the organization wanted him, thought they had him, and uh, they could have done a lot of good things with him. Um, now, where we sit today is a lot different than where we sat a couple of days after he left for Columbus, after free agency, where everybody here was freaking out, and rightly so. But uh, now it's you wonder internally if those players are sitting there saying, oh boy, Calgary just kind of did something pretty good. Wouldn't mind being a part of it still. Um, I know they both fondly look back at their time in Calgary and the relationships they had with the city, teammates, and their and anybody in and around both. So I think he made a mistake on those two areas. Um, he, he is a talented, talented player, and he's going to be, you know, playing with other good players. But he had a chance to rewrite some Flames franchise history books and perhaps uh, be a part of something special. And, uh, you know, you kind of want guys who want to go up against the Connor McDavid's, who want to, go up against the very best and be the best. And uh, I think that uh, in a guy like Kadri, he relishes that opportunity and that stage to go up against the best in the world. Um, not that they're playing a ton, but you know, there's bragging rights and you got to go through that group if you want to have some success. And uh, there's some guys who want it. And I don't know as though, uh, you know, leaving really showcases uh, that you wanted it. And I just... You know, paydays are one thing, locations are another, and, and uh, legacy is very much another. So I wish him the best down there. Um, talked to him a couple times, but I think uh, I think if he'd stayed, certain things would have been bigger than just paydays and locations. Yeah, I, I, and I don't, I don't disagree. I, I think that it's easy for us to sit back and judge someone else's life and the decisions they make and say yeah. that they're a mistake or not. But I... I guess when I asked the question, yeah, I, obviously he didn't handle it very well with the eleventh hour decision, mm-hmm. and, and he was obviously conflicted right to the end. But that that really yeah. held a franchise hostage for a while, and that's that's not fair to a franchise that did so much for mm-hmm. him. But I, I just wonder if he'll look back. I, I have no doubt that he'll look back. And, and, and yeah. Lifestyle, sure, and that's most important, I guess, in a lot of people's eyes. But you know, he's going to a franchise that you can't tell me the future is better there than it is here. In the near term, anyway, um, yeah. and, and and I just I just think that he'll regret that decision for uh, for some time. But either way, not for you and I to decide. Here is for you to decide. I have three questions. Over under. Johnny Gaudreau, ninety nine points this year. Not over or under. Under. Matthew Kachuk this year. Over or under. And I'm just throw. I, I made these numbers up myself. Eighty five points for Matthew Kachuk this year. Over or under. Under. Calgary Flames, 101 points this season, over under. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say under. Okay. That, that And that's actually the line in Vegas 
101.5 is, is it? over under for yeah for the point and, 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 I, and hey that leads no me- gambler so please don't i hope your text line doesn't blow up cussing nah. me out because uh, I, i'm terrible with that stuff and it's why i don't gamble i just sort of look at it and you know think you know with some of those challenges that lie ahead and you know i don't know as though points are necessarily what this team's i mean they they want to have a regular season we've heard daryl talk about just the importance of the foundation and growing. And we've also, you know, heard from the head coach, uh, coach of the year, I might add, who knows all about uh, where his team is slotted. He's got a goaltender, he's got a formidable blue line, and he is slotted beautifully down the middle. He's got a two-way player that is all world um, in Elias Lindholm. And, you know, now he's got some new faces that have to – figure out his system and the way and the expectations that he demands. And uh, I'm not suggesting that they can't get to one one I just, for whatever reason, don't know as, as though they will, but I'm not sure that's the goal. They want to get into a playoff position. They want to make sure that they're, you know, firing on all cylinders and uh, their real measurement of success is the postseason, as everybody here knows. Yeah. And, and, and that's the interesting thing because the question that's being bandied about this entire city and around the NHL is are the Calgary Flames better? And my take is that True. they're not going to be better than last year's 111 point total, but mm-hmm. I do believe that they'll be, they are a better team. They'll be better positioned to do better things in the playoffs than they did last year. And I, I assume yeah. that that's what you kind of think as yeah, well. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I rarely agree with you and you're, crap takes <laughs> but that is accurate <laughs> uh we, we apologize for my uh the sound quality i guess right now we'll try to get that fixed by the time uh, oh, we get Daryl Sutter at, at the bottom of the hour no you're sounding fine it's me uh okay. with my system over here so we'll work you're doing on this from the, the bathtub are you it sounds like it apparently <laughs> uh, apparently that's what it sounds like and you know what to a lot of people that's fine it's a bad visual yeah. but it's fine <laughs> If, I, if they can barely hear me, that's pretty good. Uh, we're talking to Ryan Leslie uh, from Sportsnet, and uh, we're both looking forward to, to camp in a couple weeks. Not too soon, but, you know, a couple weeks from now. And and I wonder, you know, last year the story was Oliver Shillington coming out of camp. Nobody saw it coming. Uh, I still wondered during the season. I couldn't believe that that – I mean, who would have thought he'd even be in the organization, let alone being in the second pairing? Mm. Who, if I if I gave you ten bucks to to bet on who's going to be, uh, I guess the surprise at a camp. Any idea who you'd throw that money at? Oh my gosh, no. Um, surprise, geez, that's a you know what? That's a tough one. I don't know if those if there's an opportunity for somebody to sneak in and blow us away yeah. right now because you know expectations are high on the new guys for sure. But I'm I you know what you know what I'm going to say. Is it because I don't know how many people have had a lot of looks at Mackenzie Weger? I might go that route because any player that I talk to is like, this guy is a key piece for us. You know, there's a, there's a lot to like about everything they've brought in and, and the existing parts, but I'm just going to say people are going to come out of, uh, out of preseason, go so far as to say preseason, that maybe he's the guy to go, oh, we might have something here. Like, this is a really good piece because everybody's talking about the other two. So I'm going to go with Uyghur. How about you? Yeah. 
That's fair. I mean, I was thinking more along the lines of maybe is a Ruzichka going to surprise some people. But again, I'm not really no. sure there's any room for him unless there's an no. injury or, or even a Connor Mackey, you know, like uh, no yeah. room unless there's an injury um, mm-hmm. or, or Yusuf Valamaki. You know who, you know who I'm going to say is going to maybe make a little bit of noise? Yusuf Valamaki. He's been yeah. working out hard. He has got his head on straight. He's got a great attitude. He's healthy. He's got some questionable... Uh, um, suit content. I'm just kidding. No, he's uh, he's uh, <laughs> he's a great, uh, he's a good kid, and he is, uh, I think, ready to take another step. Now he's got obviously uh, there's some challenges when you look at the roster and just spots and all that stuff. But he's a player who I think, as we're talking about camp, and you think about where he was, I think maybe uh, maybe he's going to have himself a good camp. Okay, tell me about the eye roll. I don't follow Twitter that closely. Uh, I wouldn't either if I, I were you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not, not a lot of high I Maybe turn that right Twitter. off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, you threw the eye roll out there. It's caught on with people. I know nothing about this. Tell me the story. Well, I just, you know, in and around the Uberdo extension, I threw it out there um, when I knew it was coming down and, you know, there's insiders out there, and you like them to. You like to leave a little meat on the bone for those guys too. You got to keep them involved. <laughs> and uh, so I just thought <laughs> very, I would just uh, very generous throw a little. <laughs> thought I'd throw a little chum in the water, so to speak, and uh, threw out the emoji. And it was funny because True Living caught wind of it and asked his PR man Peter Hanlon. He goes, "What's with this M joy? I've been." People have been blowing. What's an M joy? <laughs> didn't know what it was. <laughs> and then I think he probably ripped me a new one right after. It was great. But when he when he caught wind of this, do you see Leslie's emoji? And he reads it and he goes, Peter, get in here. What's an M joy? <laughs> that is gold. So uh, that is gold. Yeah, it, it uh, ruffled a few feathers, but I think Flames uh, Twitter enjoys it, and uh, it's always good just to have a little fun and. I had said to my daughter, uh, we were just about wheels up coming back to Calgary. So I sent it right before we took off. I said, i got to shut my phone off now, honey, but watch. We'll see how bad my phone explodes when we land. And sure enough, that's what happened. And, uh, hey, all, in the, all under the uh, guise of good fun. Yeah, we're in the entertainment business, and uh, that's yeah. entertaining. So, my friend, I look forward to uh, watching you entertain the masses and working with you again this year. Thanks yeah. for joining us today. And uh, we will do this again often and, uh, and, uh, and, and enjoy every minute. So thanks, my friend. Hey, thanks for having me. I look forward to hearing your chat with the coach. And maybe if you're uh, feeling frisky, you can ask him who his favorite Calgary media member is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd have to feel pretty frisky to ask that question. But look, food for thought. Thanks, my friend. All right, that's Ryan Leslie. Take care. Thanks, my man. You can see him on Flames TV. Well, not Flames TV. Sorry, different entity. You can see him on Sportsnet. We do the regional broadcast. Love him. That's Ryan Leslie. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back after the break with Daryl Sutter, head coach of your Calgary Flames. He has not spoken uh, about all the moves yet to this point. So we're going to get his thoughts on on all of them and uh, and see uh, uh, what he has in store for the team this year you're listening to the eric francis show it's brought to you by horse racing alberta live racing fridays at 5 15 and 1 15 at century downs on saturdays 
And on Sunday at the Track On 2 in Lacombe at 1.10. We'll be back in just a couple minutes with the coach. This is the Eric Francis Show, brought to you by Horse Racing Alberta on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. All right. I hope it sounds a little better. I'm sure people on the fan feedback line will let me know right away. It may be a little bit better, but we're working on it. It is the Eric Francis Show, and uh, as advertised, our guest for the second half of the show is the head coach of the Calgary Flames. He needs no introduction. Daryl Sutter. Daryl, are you there, my friend? I'm good, Eric. How are you? I'm good, my man. Listen, I was driving back from Sylvan Lake yesterday, past your brother Brian's farm. I went pretty close to where Brent's is. Going through yeah. Innisfail Olds, I love seeing all the farmers collecting the hay. What's keeping you yeah. busy at the farm this time of year? Yeah, we're, we just started. We finished haying, and we just started helping some guys with their harvest, taking some wheat off. I love it. Are you calling from – I love it when you or your brothers call from the combine. Are you in the combine right now? No, we just – I had to come drive with the tractors to help some guys unload. So just – that's a good thing. Peter Hanlon called me. He goes, Daryl, you're supposed to be on with Francis. And I said, oh, geez, I got told these guys I'll be back in a few minutes. Oh, good. You get a little break. That's good. I'm glad to give you a little break here. Uh, before we get into all the moves, because we haven't had you on the radio – you know, since all this craziness this summer, before I get your thoughts on all the moves, what does Chris think of all the moves? Oh, Chris is excited. Lots of new players, just like last year. He's done, done all the background on everybody, and now he's working <laughs> on his lines and his pairs and his power play and all that stuff. <laughs> I love it, and I know you get an update regularly from him, so that's good. That'll come in handy. How would you how would you describe the off season your club just had? Well, I think that um, we lost some good, really good players, and we got some really good players. I think we filled some positions that that showed up, even those great regular seasons we had. I think there's some areas that showed up in the playoffs where where we were probably not as good as as the other team, and and I think that Dad's done a heck of a job. Uh, putting the pieces back together again. To tell us about the new guys. I mean, everybody seems to think that Kadri is, you know, a Daryl Sutter type guy. Start with him, I guess. Well, he's a centerman. Bottom line is, not good enough to center ice. Showed up in the playoffs. This division is 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 three. The top teams are three centermen deep, and and it really exposed us, especially uh, you know with Sean being hurt and not being able to play. So. I think that really exposed him. Hey, Kadri, you can say he's a Daryl Sutter type player. He's a winner. You know what? He finished, yeah. what, 10th what, in scoring last year or whatever. He plays a lot of situations. And he plays, he's still got a little bit of old school in him. And and when you're, one thing him and I have talked about, you know what? Once you've won it, you just want to win again. And you know, everybody wants to win it, but they don't always understand what it takes. But, I think he's a guy that understands. And you know what? I think our team, Eric, at the end of the day, has been really looking for for leadership and all that type of thing, Last, not just last year, but the last few years. And I think that bringing in these guys this summer uh, that Brad did will 
will really help us in that area. Okay, so I want to go back to Huberdeau and Uyghur, but but in terms of leadership, you know, the question last year was whether you're going to name a captain. That that question will be asked again this year. Any rush in your mind? Does your does your mindset change on that at all? You know, I don't think mine has, Eric, and and probably goes back to last year. You know, anybody that was probably a, a consideration for it, uh, you know, they're the up and comers, but they're also guys that weren't on a contract. So, really, it would make not much sense to rename the captains when they're only going to be here a year or two. So, I think it's still a growth part of this team, and the team is not. Uh, the, the pinnacle or where you want to get to is 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 after you won a round, you want to see if you can win another round. So mm-hmm. you still have to be able to put that all together and put your get all your all your guys aligned in terms of their roles and and how they have to play for you. So I don't think the captain thing is something I thought a lot about. I think that uh, I think I learned a lot about the players last year, and and we'll just go from there. The uh, the off season changes, you know, they're significant, and you've been through these sort of things before. Maybe not to this extent, but as a coach, you've you've, you've had new new teams every single year. Obviously, does significant change like this alter your approach or your style of play, or is it just business as usual? No, I think you have to get to know the new players, how they how they fit and where they play, and I think that's a big challenge for us training captains. You know, seeing seeing where those guys play, who's who's Uyghur's partner, who's where's Huberdolf? You know, is he a is he a Cadre guy? Is he a Lindholm guy? You know, like those things all come into it. Are those are is there a young player that's going to step up and play a play a NHL game for us? Things like just there's so much going to go into training camp this year. In some ways, like last year, we said, you know, last year this time everybody was talking about the Geo thing and. Who's going to be the captain? Well, those those didn't affect us as much as everybody thought, and I think that uh, I think our team matured by making the playoffs and by understanding not just playing in a playoff, what it takes to win a series. So those guys in that twenty-three to twenty-eight age bracket, and we have a lot of them, all showed progress last year. So for this team to get better, it's not the new guys coming in. It's, those guys got to get better. We know the the guys coming in are good players and they're good people. So we we already got that going for us. He's Daryl Sutter. I'm Eric Francis. It's the Eric Francis Show brought to you by Horse Racing Alberta, appropriately enough. Uh, I wanted to ask you about, let's go Let's go back to Huberto. You know, one of the, you know, obviously an incredible hockey player. People know that. The point totals say a lot about him. But I, I, some people question whether he's going to be able to buy into uh, the ability to play at both ends of the ice. Uh, is this something that uh, I'm sure you're not concerned about it, but is this going to be something you're going to have to work with him on? Yeah, I'm sure as with every player, it is guys who haven't won championships have to learn that that's Eric. That's the same thing that was talked about here in Calgary for five years. All these guys that the team was built around. Well, it's all you ever heard was, well, they don't play in their own end. Or they don't play this style. Well, they learned how to play it. Mm-hmm. And then you know, and you talk to to uh, Huberdo about all those things. Hey, the kid's on the he's got his head in his heart in the right place, and he'll be fine. He's a big, big, strong guy, and he's got incredible hands. And you know what? He's he'll take care of. We have enough good players to surround him with, and he's going to make our guys better players. So 
I'm not worried about that defensive part at all. So. How about uh, Mackenzie Weger? What what does he bring? A lot of people don't know all that much about him, other than you know impressive numbers and you know yeah. what what do you like about what he's going to bring to this group? Well, I think first and foremost he's he's coming off a good season where he's where he made a, a sort of a statement year for him last year. It's taken yeah. a while to get to the NHL, but I think that he's he's a guy that can fit in with just about anywhere with your defense. I think that he can play both sides, which is really important. I think that he became an efficient penalty killer. I think he can be a good power play guy. I think he's really, really good competition. He's a similar player. He's actually a very, very similar player to to Ross. So, uh, you know what, to get another player like that is is great for a defense. And and in the end, in order to win a championship, you have to make the playoffs over and over and over, and guys have to go through good and bad to do that, and they have to be very, very self-motivated and self-critiquing of themselves. And this player coming in is going to put – there's competition now. There's top four competition, which there wasn't last year at this time. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, I think that's critical. I think that, hey, Noah Rath, Tanny, and then – then it's going to play out, see who plays where. Now, you've spoken and you talk about how you're old school and that to build a championship, you got to do it up the middle. You know, you start with a goalie, you have great defense, and you go up to center ice position. Do you have all the ingredients right now to be a contender? Well, all the top teams have, have a star defenseman. So we're, we're, I think we're a more balanced type of defense than, than the teams that last seven or eight Stanley Cup teams. And, you know, there's a stud on defense, a guy that's a can play half the game, play all situations, special teams, the whole deal, right? So mm-hmm. that would be that so that's where the growth for our young guys we still have to make those steps. And I think that's really important. I think Cole Ross, uh, McKenzie coming in, Shelly, these guys all all have to take another big step in their development and 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 I'm not old school in the that that is how you win. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty clear. I mean that's those are your most important players as your goalie and your and your four defensemen and your and your four four or five centermen. Now you had eleven players last year who had career years statistically, and that's only just a part of the game of course, yeah. but it's a it's an yeah. important snapshot. Talk, can you just talk about the challenge of those guys coming back this year? You alluded to it earlier. Them coming back this year, and they actually have to improve on a career year. That that's not easy. Yeah, but I think you know the career year was just based on on goals and or points. Probably, I think that uh, you know they were part of the best season that they've they've had as a as individuals or as a team in a collective way. I think that once once they understood how much better they could be if you had the puck more than the other team, then it resulted in in more production. So I think those guys are looking for you know, you're, you're probably talking about like Matt and Dylan and uh, Lindsay, guys like that. So, you know what? Those guys, they had career years after themselves, but they're just kids. They're, they're going to improve in the maturity of the game or the, the what gets overlooked in all our in our season there, we had career years, but I think playoffs was 
was a big eye opener for a lot of them too. Guys that had career years also had a lot of struggle in playoffs too. So uh, you know that's the maturity part. That's just experience and getting getting a year older. Are are goals going to be at a, a premium this year? Are they going to be harder to come by? I mean, I know you brought in some talent, but you also lost some talent on the wings. Is do you do you yeah, see that being? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think, hey, no question. We lost eighty, what, eighty some goals left, uh, left wing, right wing. So that's that has. Are you going to get eighty goals back? Hey, that's we were like what fifth or something in the league in goals for. So uh, we still had enough of a margin between goals for and against that we we're still going to get, still going to have a hundred points. So we still have to have that same mindset. But at the same time, the most important part last year wasn't that we scored more goals. Most important was those guys who scored more goals were more efficient, two hundred foot players. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the big debate, and you've heard it endlessly, I'm sure, ever since all these moves were made. Are you a better hockey team than you were last year? We'll find out. I mean, last year was last year. We were very. Hey, I give that give that team lots and lots of credit. They had zero respect coming out of the game. To do it, do what we did in the regular season and went around and, and play the way we did. That's, that's very, very good season. So, are we a better team? I, I really don't know. We'll be a different type of team. Uh, but I think that I'm excited about, I'm excited about our team. I'm excited about seeing the new, new guys, and I'm excited that our players are excited about that. Yeah, it sure sounds like, you know, talking to any of the players, there is a lot of uh, internal excitement. Uh, I'll ask you this. What does your team have now that you didn't have as much before? Um, you mean prior prior to the last season? or? Yeah, prior to all these moves. Uh, you know, I think we're just a more mature team. And sure, I think yeah. by, by bringing in Kadri uh, and the two boys from Florida and uh, you know what? Those guys, those guys are coming off big years too, and and on teams that were very, very effective. So uh, I'd say that right there is 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 of value for us for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're talking to Daryl Sutter. Just a couple more questions for him. Uh, Andrew Majapani. You know, I I, I get. I think a lot of people wonder if he's going to be on the top line. And I know you don't like getting into the lines and all that, but do you see him being able to transition to the right side like Matthew Kachuk did last year? Um, I think, you know, we just got to see. I'm not really sure. It's, you know, he's now just going to play. I'm going to bet either with either with Kadri or Lindholm. So it's just how we let training camp play that one out. Who's the best Best fit for Kadri is more important than where Madge Pony plays. Okay. So camp camp will be very interesting in terms of, you know, you're going to learn a lot about these guys in terms of just how you're going to piece this puzzle together because we everybody's already starting to scribble down their line combinations. I'm assuming yeah. I'm assuming you have too. Yeah, I'm not. No, I really haven't. I think that hey, Huberdeau led the NHL in assists. Yeah. So. So that right off the top tells you what he's made of. So what are the best fits for him? That's important because, you know, Lindy 
Lindy's wingers that he had last year. If Clay and I, Lindy's wingers last year were not how they started the year. If you look at last season to start the year, we started we started the season with with ten NHL forwards, so we really didn't have lines. Coleman was hurt, and, and uh, we weren't sure at center ice what was going on. So uh, I think training camp will tell us a lot, and we'll and we'll just let it go. I think that it's one thing one thing about a lot of our guys they can play play both sides up front. So. You know, we'll just let it play out. I think we're looking for Dylan to take another step, looking for Mann to take another step. Uh, you know, Blake with a full year. Where you know, where is he going to play? Is he a left winger or right winger? So I think it's yeah, you can bounce it all around, and it's it's interesting to do it. But we'll see. We'll see what camp brings us. Yeah, and there's there's a ton of versatility in your lineup, which I know you love, and you can play guys on either sides and. And in different roles, the top nine roles, all of them pretty much. But you know, when you look at the group last year, when when you said goodbye to these guys, and I know you stay in contact with them throughout the summer as well. What what was your message at the end of last year, and what's the message you keep repeating to these guys when you talk to them throughout the summer? Yeah, ten percent better. They got they got you know they're one of the poorest trained teams in the league coming into last season. It was the biggest surprise I'd ever seen was when I came midway through the year it was was the team overall, the conditioning part. So they became a slow team because of that. So they really worked hard at it last summer, and now they're working hard at it again. And we think there's still improvement there. And with with that improvement, then skill sets become more noticeable. And I think those kids, hey, those kids that had career years last year just wasn't by accident. just wasn't because of, philosophy or something like that. It was because they trained a lot different, trained a lot harder, and they trained to be faster players. And and some of those kids that create career years aren't very big guys, but they played the right way, and they, they were rewarded for it. So the goal when we talk to guys is very simple. You guys get 10% better. You get 5% better in your training and 5% better in your skill set, and that's all nice work expectations for this group i know you you lament the fact that you know we all lump different expectations on this team i'd like to hear from you what you what what you expect from this team this year uh, hard work and honest team makes playoffs division is going to be tough i think edmonton and edmonton and la are really coming now so there's three spots that aren't wild aren't wild card spots and you want to be one of them and that was our goal going into last year and very simple I go again listen I appreciate your time my friend thank you for uh, joining us when are you back in town here uh, probably middle of the week really not settled on yet but I want to go to uh, see a couple of games in Penticton of the kids so yeah we'll just kind of work it day by day and uh, everybody will be ready to go awesome Okay, Daryl, I appreciate your time. Thank you so much, and uh, look forward to seeing you down at the rink real soon here. Yep, you too, Eric. Take care. Okay, cheers. Bye. There's your head coach, Calgary Flames, Daryl Sutter. Some very interesting things there, as always, you know, chatting about a lot of questions going into the season in terms of who's going to play with who. He doesn't really have set lines yet, like a lot of us kind of are toying with. Uh it's going to be fascinating from the first day of camp, you know, people tweeting out the lines from the very first skate right through until the end of the play uh, preseason. 
And, and that's what we did last year. And we'll be doing it again this year uh, because everybody wants to know who's going to play with who, not just for their pool, <laughs> but uh, as fans, uh, people in the city want to see who's going to play with who. And, uh, you know, I, I know I'm fascinated to see. Uh, I'm encouraged for, for Andrew Maljapani that he said he's going to play on one of the top two lines. Um, I think everybody knew that. Um, it's just a matter of who's the better fit, Lindholm uh, or Kadri. Uh So many different options for this team. With Blake Coleman could play on the third line. He could play on the first line. I mean, I, I think there are so many different ways the coach could go through this. Where does Tyler Toffoli fit? Uh, also thought it was interesting that he talked about how goals are going to be at a premium. I think we all knew that, but, uh, you know, he admitted that and said, absolutely, they're going to be at a premium. They're going to be harder to come by because we lost, uh, as he said, we lost so many uh, goals last year, I think 80-some goals between uh, Goudreau and Kachuk. A more mature team, he says. That's uh, one of the differences between last year, and I don't think that's necessarily a slight on the guys who left, but basically a pat on the bat for the guys who have arrived. Um, so many interesting things that come out of that chat. Uh, Pat Steinberg is uh, coming up after this show here at the top of the hour, and he said he's going to replay uh, that talk in its entirety with Daryl Sutter in the 4 o'clock hour. If you missed some of it and you want to hear it again, uh, Daryl Sutter will be replayed in the four o'clock hour with Pat Steinberg. Wow. A lot to unpack there. Uh, that is the, uh, the end of the Eric Francis show. It's brought to you by horse racing, Alberta live racing Fridays at five 15 and one 15 on Saturdays at century downs and on Sundays at the track on two in Lacombe at one 10 post time. We'll do this every single Monday at 2 PM till 3 PM. And, uh, we look forward to chatting with you again, Next week, this has been the Eric Fretch Show. Stay tuned for Pat Steinberg coming up at the top of the hour.